If you're looking for success in the vacation rental industry, Heather Bayer and the team at CottageBlogger.com are here to show you that it's entirely within reach. Welcome to Vacation Rental Success, the show that features interviews with industry experts, successful vacation rental owners, and more, all geared toward helping you make it happen. Here's your host, Heather Bayer. again and thank you very much for joining me again on the Vacation Rental Success Podcast. This is your host Heather Bayer and I'm delighted to be with you once again. And what do I say? It's snowing again. In fact, I can't even see across the river today. Uh, it's what, what we call whiteout. But that's fine because I'm sitting here in my lovely warm snug office and and really enjoying having the time in and just looking out on it. I don't have to go anywhere. Apart from the fact that I do have a dog sitting under my feet who is going to start bugging me in about an hour's time for her daily her daily stroll, which usually extends into about three or four kilometres. So uh, I'm not quite sure how to tell her that today might not be the day. Or, on the other hand, I might just uh, tough it out and get wrapped up and, yeah, could be fun. So something that has come up a lot recently is is social media and certainly as we've gone into as we've gone into this new year and we've started to talk about um, a lot of things relating to the amount of competition we now have in this market with gazillions of new properties coming on to the vacation rental market because Airbnb tells them that it doesn't matter what you've got basically you can rent it out and just about everybody wants to get in on this. And, you know, I, I quite understand for, for people who have homes where, where they're, they're not often using them, that finally they're, getting to the real, they're coming to the realization that you can rent them out. And I'm certainly finding this in, in our part of the world where, where we have thousands upon thousands of these fabulous waterfront rental cottages, most of which sit empty for most of the summer. You know, people come up and perhaps have a two-week vacation, maybe use the occasional weekend, but for the most part, they're left empty. When I go out on, on our lake on, on a weekday, and I might take the, I have a, a stand-up paddleboard, and I'll take the stand-up paddleboard out to the lake, or maybe take the kayak out, and it's incredibly quiet. There's just nobody around. And we have... I, I, I'm not quite sure how many properties there are on our lake, but it's it's certainly a lot. So many of those properties are sitting empty. I think more and more people are, are going to see the value of gaining some income from those empty weeks. And what I'm what I'm saying with this is that this competition is growing. And we have to find a way to differentiate, to make ourselves stand out from the crowds, stand out from the competition. And we've been saying this for years. And there are those who we would call vacation rental professionals. And most of you who are listening to this podcast, that's what you are, because you wouldn't be listening to this podcast otherwise. Or else you've just come across the podcast because you are one of those who's thinking about doing this thing. And you're looking for some tips. And of course, you're going to find those tips we're going to try and help you to join the ranks of the vacation rental professional. So 
in tackling this competition, we have to do a number of things. You know, we have to, to get our own website and then we have to look at ways of promoting it. We want people to come to our website. Yes, they may see your listing on Airbnb or on HomeAway or on VRBO or TripAdvisor, but with the millions of others out there, your place could be easy to miss. So you have to find ways of finding those people who are looking for properties and drawing them in to your own world, to your own place, to your own piece of paradise. So one of the ways is through social media. And it's just such a a broad topic. And I've been dabbling in it for so many years, yet I can't say I'm expert in in any platform but Twitter. And I, you know, I, I do enjoy Twitter. I have a lot of followers on Twitter. I get a lot of media contacts on Twitter. It's, it's just the place that I like to be. But I know I need to spend more time on Facebook. So when I was at the VRMA uh, conference in, and I'm trying to remember which conference it was, where I saw April Burns talking. I think it must have been in Phoenix back in October. Um, April works for Inter- Intercoastal Net Design, uh, ICND, and they create websites. They create fabulous websites. And in fact, one of their websites was uh, got the award for from VRM, VRM Intel as the best website of the year. So I'll put a link to that. Uh, you know, if you're on the lookout for a, a, a website then you need to go take a look at what they produce, particularly if you are a property management company, because that's what they specialize in. So so April is really expert at social media. She understands engagement. And that's what I wanted to talk to her about today. I wanted to ask some questions about why this is so valuable for anybody new to using social media what the key points of starting up and setting up a Facebook page is. I want to know what the different types of posts we should be using and how long, this is, this is a key one for me, how long does it take before engagement happens? Because sometimes you can feel with any of these social media platforms like you're out there in the wilderness, in a vacuum, posting stuff that nobody ever reads. And of course, Facebook has its own algorithms that, that probably means that a lot of people aren't reading it anyway, So I want to find out, you know, how do you get people to see what you're doing so it's not a wasted exercise? And when I saw uh, April talking at uh, at the, the conference, she was also covering things like Pinterest and Instagram. And I wanted to find out how they fit into a social media marketing strategy. So I'd like to move on over to my conversation with April Burns and David Thompson, who's her colleague of intercoastal net design. So without further ado, let's move on over to my interview with April Burns and David Thompson of Intercoastal Net Design. So I'm delighted to have with me today a duo for for once. And um, I have April Burns and David Thompson from Intercoastal Net Design hailing from North Carolina. Uh, David is the director of social media and April is the account executive and also known as the director of fun, which I shall have to have explained right now, April. (laughs) Well, uh, part of uh, the director of fun is I run uh, monthly team events for our um, team here at ICND. 
um, which also includes lunch and just overall team building, head up any of our uh, fun events of, you know, everything from Beach Olympics to our uh, social for Christmas parties and just overall, you know, building a stronger team through communication and just teamwork. Well, I've met you several times at different VR, VRMA events and that that, uh, that Monica sort of is there for you. I can see that you are a fun-loving person. And uh, so I, I want to know, how, David, how do you top that? <laughs> I, I don't. That's, that's how I top that. I just don't, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a pleasure having you both here on the show. And we, we are going to cover today a topic that's on everybody's minds at the moment. Um, and that's social media. Because, and one of the reasons is, and I, I just mentioned this in the introduction, that the competition is getting so intense now. There's thousands upon thousands of properties coming onto the rental market all over the world. And this is for you know, individual owners out there um, promoting their properties on Airbnb to property management companies that are just growing exponentially. Uh, we only have to look at... Um, at Steve Milo and Vacation Rental Pros and how he's growing to, to see how, they, how this market is going at the moment. So where does, um, let, let's start with, um, with your company. How does it fit in to this whole vacation rental world? Well, ICND actually began in uh, 1999. Our president and owner, Brandon Sauls, uh, started the company, uh, just there was something he actually did study in college and went on to work with several local companies um, as he grew and developed, and of course, being in a vacation rental area, that was something that got his attention. And so over the last several years, that has been a main focus for ICND is to focus on vacation rental and real estate. One unique uh, part about Brandon is the fact that his wife is actually a third generation vacation rental owner. And so he likes to say not only does he live it during the day um, here at work, but he also gets to experience it through her feedback and input at home. So he, it truly is what he lives day to day. Yes, I've, I've, I, I've met Brandon too. And uh, we, we sort of serve, we, I think we, we both serve on marketing, uh, the VRMA marketing committee. So I, I get to connect with him on occasion, which is great. But I didn't know that, that other side of it, that, that other connection with, with the vacation rental industry. Um, but I know, I know you create the most amazing websites. That's, you know, that, that is clear when I've, when I've looked through your website and, and you won an award recently, right? Yes, we did. We actually won uh, for the best website of 2016 from VRM Intel. And um, we were thrilled to have that. We had first place and third place. And, you know, I really think one of the main things that sets us apart is that we do focus on the overall user experience. We want the guests to have an easy flow through a website as well as conversions. We know at the end of the day that that website is a business base and we want to make sure that it's converting and getting you those online bookings. Well, I know that, um, that when I've explored your website and I've spoken to you and um, been at the presentations that you've given, April, that... Social media is an integral part of the website. You, you know, when you build a website, it's not standalone. You're, you're, you're looking at, at this guest experience and having the guest engage with, with the companies or, or you know, in, in our case, when we talk about with individuals as well. So I, I just want to explore in more general terms the, the whole issue of social media because it covers so many, many aspects of engagement. And, and here's, you know, here's the question. Can you sort of break down social media? 
to a short explanation of why it's so valuable to vacation rental owners and managers? Yeah, so let's think about before social media came about, there was really no way to uh, socially engage with your audience base, right? So, I mean, if you think about social media, it's really an engagement on a social level with your audience. And so that's what people have to try to do is, is you have to really try and build a relationship with that target audience. You have to be very um, uh, genuine. You have to be very genuine with your audience so they feel like they're engaging with you on a social level. Um, that's really what it is in a nutshell. I think the other thing is that it also helps your guests get to know you beyond the name of being a vacation rental company. It allows them to see you know, fun posts that you may have, and I know we're going to cover that a little bit later, but it also just lets them... Uh, know you more than just a business. It lets you know that the the people behind your business that run the business, and that's one of the reasons why it brings such value. It is no longer just a name. It actually ties them to people. I think that's that's such a valid point, April, because we we all deal with companies on the the internet every day, you know, dozens of companies, and, and they all seem to meld together. And then the one stands out, the one where you actually have a name of a person or or you, you make this connection and you actually feel like you, you're part of a transaction rather than money that, that's changing hands. Exactly. Um, so that, that, that's certainly how it feels to me. And this is by vacation rental holidays all the time myself. You know, when the transaction starts with some sort of connection with somebody rather than a, just a, a plain book now and you never talk to anybody, when you get that connection – the, the anticipation of the vacation starts at that point um, because you feel that you've got the connection with a real person. And I absolutely love that. So thanks, David, for that, that explanation of why it's valuable. So there's so many different platforms. And, and I remember um, seeing something from there's an online guru called Pat Flynn that, uh, that I was following years and years ago. And, and one of his mantras was, be everywhere. So I went down that rabbit hole. I wanted to be everywhere. I wanted to be on Facebook and Twitter and, and uh, Instagram and Google+. Plus. You know, I, I made friends with Google+, Plus for a short time as well, and never got to be expert at any one of them except Twitter. That's my home. For owners or managers who are thinking about really getting a social media strategy started up i'm i'm thinking that probably facebook is going to be the one that they should focus on first am i right or are you going to set me straight on that <laughs> no no you're exactly right and i think it comes down to the word that you use which is strategy mm-hmm. and if you think about how much time you have to offer into your social media platforms you know if you've got very little time um, and you really want to have a social presence and yes facebook is your that is the platform to go to you know and if you have more time and you want to expand that strategy a little bit, then, uh, then you start to dive into the other ones like Instagram and Pinterest and, and they all kind of relate to each other in different ways and forms. But Facebook is kind of that in our market right now, it's, it's the go-to for social media. Well, you know, I'm glad you said, I'm glad you said that because my, sort of my questions coming up are all devoted to Facebook. So I could have, I could have completely blown this interview by, getting, by asking that question and getting a different answer. Um, so, 
one of the questions we get a lot or I get a lot is, you know, how do I how do I start? How do I set up? Is it, do I just use my personal page? People have talked about fan pages. I don't know whether that's still something that's out there or is it a business page? So, so tell me what the key starting points are for somebody that's really new and wants to set up a Facebook presence for their business. Yeah, no, I mean, that's that's a great question. So I think um, first and foremost, you, you're going to want to have a business page. Um, that is the, the best style of Facebook page to use in our industry because it gives you really good insight into your audience um, and it's designed for businesses. So you would want to use that. Secondly, you really want to start to have an idea of the goal that you want to accomplish in mind. Um, and put a strategy around it. And you can use different things like a content calendar. Uh, you want to have a steady stream of content coming through. Um, and then you start measuring that and, and moving off that. It's really, it comes down to a day-to-day, -day, okay, what works and what doesn't work? And, and how can I diversify my content even more? Um, but it all starts with that original goal of this is what, do I, this is what I want to accomplish um, on this. So, so would you advise that, that um, the owners or managers go and find competitors or other companies that are out there, they're doing this and, and just do that, do that research? Or do you go in cold and on your own? I would, uh, we definitely would suggest researching not only your competitors, but one thing I like to suggest to companies is find a company that's in a similar area that you are in and serving, you know, similar size guests as far as the number of uh, houses or condos you might have on your rental program and, and then review what they're doing. See how they handle it. So if you're in a, a mountain area in West Virginia, look and see what uh, an area is doing over in the Rockies that's in that same size of vacation rental. And so it's a way for you to get new ideas or really you know, kind of find out what's working for them. And then because they're in similar areas that you're looking to grow and develop as well. Um, so that would be one thing I would definitely suggest would be you know, really researching your, not only your competitors, but also just someone that's in that same size and category that you're in as a vacation rental company. Oh, that's a good point. So you talk, David, about content, um, talk about content calendar and and getting that content out there consistently what what is content um we, we hear the word content bandied around an awful lot and and i know it can mean anything from blog posts to podcasts to um to short posts what types of what types of content work to create engagement on facebook uh, and how yeah. often should they be posted yeah so if you look at what types of content you would want to post um, I think it comes down to uh, the strategy that we use here at ICND is going to be really an 80-20 split. So we try and do 80% fun and then 20% promotional. And when I say fun, I mean more of your engaging content, you know, the stuff that's very general like uh, you know, a meme um, or something that someone's going to relate to. It's general, general enough where they're going to relate to it and they're going to want to share it. They're going to want to like it, comment on it. That's your fun content. And then afterwards, you can, you can uh, promote your promotional stuff, which would be maybe properties or a special that you've got going on or an event. Um, but we try to stick to that 80-20 split. And you'll find that as a, a new company online, uh, one of the biggest mistakes that you can make is automatically jumping in and pushing your rentals or new properties you're bringing on board. 
Um, that's one of the reasons why we recommend that being part of that 20% promotional side of it. The rest of the time, again, you want to focus on memes. Uh, if, and if you don't know what that is, I would highly recommend to Google it because there's several online that you could use as, as uh, easy, um, relatable topics for you. Um, local recipes, if there's local events, um, shared posts or photos by past guests that have come in. So, um, you know, you can actually have your guests share their photos and then post them. And then also um, one area that I think really could grow and help a vacation rental company is highlighting their employees. Um, take some time and, and take a snapshot of your housekeeping team before they head out that morning or your uh, front office team, your agents that are working the front desk and welcoming your guests and, and explain how excited they are to see them or welcome them this weekend. And so, again, that's creating that that personal relationship and driving those guests to become you know, raving fans. I, I, I love that you said the, the eight, you know, you've given the 80 20 rule because I, I do see a lot of. And you see this on Twitter as well. It's constant self-promotion, you know, promoting the property, promoting something new in it or um, so something that is more dedicated to the business than to the guest experience. And, and we all know that the guest experience is, is the big thing now. We, we, are, we are dealing in experiences rather than accommodation. Exactly. So I, I have seen quite a, a, you know, some, some examples of, uh, of these types of, of posts that, that seem to be very effective. They seem to get more engagement. You know, you know, my post a photograph of a property. It doesn't seem to get as much engagement as, as what I saw. Um, and I think you demonstrated it. Um, trying to remember where I saw it, April. It was probably on a VRMA presentation slide deck I saw online <laughs> and, and you demonstrated a, a post that had sort of two aspects of, of a property, but it, it, it gave, it, it asked people to make a choice, you know, deck or dock or pool or beach or something like that. Um, mm -hmm. I, did you recall that one? I do. Yes. It was actually um, between having people choose between the beach, the pool, or I believe the lazy river might have been another option. Yeah. So but def definitely between the beach and the pool. And again, it's just getting those guests to engage and to ask questions because one thing is once you have, if I answered and I said the beach, well then friends of mine on Facebook are going to see that I've engaged with this post and that I've commented on it. And then that's going to get them to go to that page and then see it and then comment on it. So again, it's just expanding that growth and expanding your view beyond your regular fan base. And I love the idea of 80% of these posts being fun because that makes it fun to do. Uh, <laughs> that brings, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, <laughs> brings me to the, to the next question. You know, you're having fun creating these posts. How often should you post them? Yeah, no, that's, that's a great question. That's one that we get a lot too is how much frequency should we put into our organic posting? Um, my answer to that would be every day. Um, Facebook should be a, an engagement every day. It's something that people use very regularly in their daily lives. Um, so it should be an everyday sort of post. Oh, okay. And then, so, so one post a day or several posts a day? I would say probably one post a day. Um, you can do two if you've got a special event going on, but probably no more than two a day. Yeah, the idea is that you want to be relevant and stay in uh, your fans' news feed, but you don't also want to be oversaturating that news feed. So, um, again, you can go in and have 
um, set up your, your calendar and you can set up the times for these posts to be able to go. So even if you just sit down once a week and, and time out or schedule out your posts, um, that allows you to not, because I know a lot of the concern from vacation rentals is just time. Mm-hmm. And so if you can sit down and dedicate an hour or so a week to your promotions that you're going to be uh, posting and then schedule them to go out on that day, you know, each day, it's going to allow you to then again, remain relevant and in that newsfeed. So when you mentioned scheduling, do you, do you mean using a, a scheduling tool like um, Meet Edgar or Hootsuite or that sort of thing? Yeah, no, that's a, um, that's a good question as well. Facebook, the business Facebook has its own scheduling tool um, along with the insight of data that you can get from that. And it, it tells you when the peak times are to, to schedule out a post, when your audience is going to engage the most, um, what, are your, what your audience base is. Um, but you can use that scheduling tool in there and you can even schedule out videos if you like. Um, so, yeah. I never knew that. Yeah. <laughs> but then, but then I, I am a Facebook novice. So, you know, like, like a lot of people. So, but, but that scheduling tool is just built into to having the business page. Yes, it is. Now this is, this is a question that, um, that I'm interested in because, you know, for, for my own company, for my own property management company, we, we have a Facebook business page. We have not been posting to it um, as, as often as we should. But I think, be, you know, we started out doing a lot of posts and then weren't getting the engagement. And, and it becomes a little bit discouraging after a time when, you, you know, it's seen by 14 people and then nobody comments. So how long should you persevere and... <laughs> You know, how, how long do you expect it, it to go before engagement happens? And, and can you speed it up at all? Yeah, so I, I think we got to remember that everyone starts somewhere with, uh, with, with social. You know, we all had to start at, you know, from having zero fans to building that fan base. Um, and you've got to give it time. You've got to give it, uh, you've got to nurture it and, and, you know, care for it and um, keep consistently posting. The one thing that's going to help your... Um, organic engagement is going to be the frequency of your posts and then also the size of your fan base. Um, So if you've got a smaller fan base, you know, if you've got 300 fans, uh, you may only get 14 likes or 20 likes on a post, uh, but that shouldn't be discouraging because it's relative to your fan base that you have. You know, likewise, if you had a uh, fan base of 30,000 people, you're going to get a lot more engagement off a post that you publish uh, a lot more comments and, and different things like that. Now, there are some strategies that you can implement to build your fan base through the business page by running ads that people would, uh, you can present your page to them in an ad and they can decide to like it or not. Then they become a fan. And then that's one more person that's going to see your your feed when you publish something. I think a, another point would be is, to, again, like you mentioned, how you do get discouraged whenever you, if someone's not commenting or liking it, it's just remember, too, that just like you and everyone else, variety is key is, you know, maybe for some reason that's not really working with uh, your fans. But then look in your insights, see what your age category, your demographics are for your fans that are on your Facebook page and then find something that's relevant to them and relevant to, you know, what they would like to see. You know, the majority of Facebook users are going to be women and that are going to be fans on your page. 
And so look at that demographic, the age demographic too. And, and, and that way you can relate to them of what they're, you know, it might be a mom who's wanting an escape to go to a beach or wherever it might be. And that allows you to develop those memes or your other posts to be directed exactly to that group of fans. Uh, can you expand on insights? Yeah. So the insights is going to be located up at the top of the uh, Facebook page, the business Facebook page. Um, and you can go in there and it offers information on everything from who's liking the post to um, when the best time to post is, uh, what the engagement looks like, top performing posts, different things like that. It, it even gives you down to age range and you know who your best engagers are. States. Yeah, yeah states. It, it, it separates it by uh, geography. Um, it's it's the insight to your Facebook page and how it's performing. Um, one thing that I do on a monthly basis for all of our clients is I actually go in and I look at you know who are our top engagers and which posts are actually performing the best, and then I try and go out and find more content or develop more content that is similar to the content that's performing. And that's really how you start to really narrow down, you know, talking about perseverance, you really narrow down on what that key content is that, the, that your audience likes. And that's how you should really be using the insights is to figure out how you can serve that, that content that people like more. That, that's, that's a great point. Um, I, I believe I have, you know, I have looked at insights briefly in the past, but never really used it as part of the, the overall strategy and the idea of, of, of actually scheduling in a monthly visit to analyze that is, is, is excellent. Um, I'm taking lots of notes here. You're going to see, you're going to see my cottage link rental management page start to grow after this. (laughs) (laughs) That's good. So when someone does, so let's say, you know, we've now got this engagement, somebody has, is now responding to the posts and, and this to me, wow, wow, this is a warm lead. This is somebody who's saying, wow, I'm, you know, I've, I, I love the idea of coming to cottage country, which is where we are. Um, and, you know, you're motivating me with, with these wonderful images, something like that. What can I do with that person? Um, this, is, this is somebody I want to capture and I want to um, nurture. How do I do that? Um, so the way I would approach that situation would be, You know, we we have to remember that social media is a social engagement. And so people aren't necessarily ready to buy um, if they comment on a post that you put on Facebook. However, that doesn't mean that you can't nurture that lead. Um, In a way, you have captured a lead, a person that has shown a slight interest in maybe a promotional property that you put up or something along those lines. Um, What you could do to that person is you could just comment back and say, hey, we noticed you took an interest in this. If you want to check out our website, we've got more stuff that I'm sure you'll love. You know, check out blah, 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 blah. Um, and that would lead them into your website. And then once they hit your website, um, if you've tracked everything appropriately um, through Google Analytics and tracking codes, then you would be able to see um, from your Google Analytics tab that they actually did go in and they um, reserved, they rented a property and it showed some revenue. Um, but it comes back down to, you want to make sure that you're not trying to sell them on your Facebook page. A lot of people get confused and say, okay, well, I'm, you know, someone commented on this and I'm going to try and sell them. Or I've seen other people post other properties within the comments section. It just gets to be a jumbled mess. Now let's keep social media to be social. 
Um, and if they want to, then you can direct them to your website. Mm-hmm. And again, it, and again, it comes back to the fact that you're building that relationship. So it's, you know, so it truly is marketing to help grow that fan base. But at the same time, it's creating that relationship between yourself and your guest, your future guest. Yeah, I, I, I understand that. But I, you know, I can also see that urge when somebody's starting out to say, oh, look, somebody's commented that they're, they're going to buy from me now. Um, so (laughs) particularly if you, you know, if you've been sitting there for weeks and weeks and nobody's posted a comment and then finally you get one, you just want to hang on to that person and nail them down. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, we understand. (laughs) So, so the, the key is just to be, um, to, to, to stay social, not go straight back to them and say, oh, you've just liked this photograph. Therefore you want to book and I'll send you a booking form. Um, it's it's more to perhaps leave them be and post something similar maybe that that they'll continue to like. Yeah, and, and like April said, you know, just keep in mind, just try and build that relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you just focus on building that relationship with your audience base, then you'll start to see more and more engagement. And in a, in a roundabout way, they will start to, you know, eventually once you get in front of them enough, they're going to go to your website and they're going to start renting properties from you because you built that relationship. They now trust you. Yeah. Okay. That, that is great. Now, before I, I move on, because I want to, to actually, before we run out of time, I want to talk about a couple of other platforms, but I do, I have had a couple of questions come into me recently that I wasn't able to ask, uh, answer. So I'm going to, uh, I'm going to pass them over to you. (laughs) Okay. Okay, this one is um, this one is from a lady in Australia called Diane Denton, and she has the most amazing uh, property. Where now here's a niche you may may not uh, a niche to use the American um, way of saying niche. <laughs> um, she she has a property that welcomes horses, so she you know it's uh, it's right on the beach. So she encourages people to come and bring their horses, put them in her stables, and then ride them along the beach. I think it's the most amazing amazing thing wow and, that sounds like a fantastic <laughs> vacation oh, yeah well if you've got a horse that, that apparently there's people who live just outside sydney who have these horses that it's their goal their dream to ride their horses along a beach and she gives them the, this opportunity because she has this fabulous property on a beach with um with stables but she's just um building uh, another property in her, her local town which doesn't have that same same facilities and her question was should she have two separate facebook pages one for each of these properties or now they're fairly close but they're they're distinctly different or should she just have one sort of business page that covers both of them yeah i would say uh she should have a business page that covers both of them because uh she not only wants to build a relationship under that one page um but she, you want to keep it to where it's it's manageable. Um, once you start having multiple pages, you get you get different things mixed up, and um, it really doesn't work out too well from what I've seen in the past. I think also um, another idea would be the fact that if you have both properties in one Facebook page, it allows you to offer that variety. So you might have guests that are coming to that are able to go to the property that has the horses. Um, but then their next visit, they might not have the horses or want to bring them. And so it, then they'd say, oh, wait, remember they had that other property that um, has kind of a different uh, view and different ways that we can go and visit. And 
and stay there. So I think, again, it just offers that variety to, to you know, your guests. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm, D- Diane will love that answer because that, <laughs> that saves her a lot of work because I, I, I've, <laughs> I've seen people start up different pages for their different properties. And it's just like, how, how do you do that? How, how do you actually keep tabs on, on all these different pages? And, and certainly, as and, and I see so often that individual owners, they start with one property and then before they know it, they've got two or three of their own. Then they're starting to manage other people's. And that's, you know, that's your fledgling property management company. And so I guess starting with that premise in mind that you just want one page to cover um, all the properties that you may bring on board in the future is probably the best way to go. Exactly. Yeah. So is, is Facebook enough? If so, then, you know, people will just go do Facebook and nothing else. But I've seen some fabulous Pinterest, um, Pinterest boards and, and Pinterest accounts that people are using um, to, to advertise their, their properties and to celebrate their local areas. Um, I was going to ask about Instagram too, but, you know, I've, I've, I'm an early adopter and I adopt absolutely everything that comes along. And Instagram has, has eluded me for years and I've, I've never really got into it. And so I'm just wondering how these other platforms fit into an overall social media marketing strategy. Is it worth getting started with them at the outset or are these something that should, should come on after you master Facebook? Well, it depends on how much time you have to dedicate to it and, and what's in your strategy um, if you've got a small amount of time, like I said earlier, and you really want to become socially engaged, um, then I would say Facebook is a great place to start and, you know, get get that down, get your frequency up, start building an audience base, and then you can expand to others. Now, if you've got a good amount of time and uh, you wanted to take on a little bit more, um, I would say Instagram and Pinterest would be a great place to start as well, along with Facebook. Um, one thing we have to remember about Instagram is that it's closely knitted with Facebook. And so if you're actually running ads on Facebook and you link your Instagram account with your Facebook account, your ads will be served not only on Facebook, but also on Instagram. So that's something to remember, too, when you're doing you know, paid advertising is it can become very valuable in your social media um, setup. Uh, Pinterest, I've actually heard some great success stories from Pinterest on some really fantastic return on investment um, on things that, you know, maybe they've published a property or, you know, something along those lines. And people have clicked on that, led them to the website and they booked and it's created some revenue. And so Pinterest can be another one that is well worth the time if you have it to dedicate to it. And do you have any views on Google Plus? Um, I would say Google Plus is... uh, Google Plus is a good, um, a good SEO tool um, for your website. Um, it is a social media platform if you want to, you know, get really technical about it. But um, I would say it's more of the SEO spectrum of of web. Um, people post on there. If you really wanted to dedicate a little bit of time to it. Uh, make sure you have your, your keywords in order. And uh, I would say once a month would be sufficient for Google+. Okay, that's, that's, good. that's good to know. Another question I've, I've had from somebody recently is, is, is about using, actually using Facebook um, as an alternative to having a website. Um, 
and I've I've seen a couple of these. You know, when I when I've been searching for vacation rentals myself, and I've come across a Facebook page, and then I'm searching around trying to find the website that, to then find that there isn't one. That essentially the Facebook page is the website. Um, how how does this fit in? Is it something you'd you'd recommend? Uh, it's not something that we would recommend, and the reason why is because. If you look at why Facebook was created, it was intended for social engagement. And what we do on our website is we're trying to get someone to book a property with us. We're trying to get someone to to make a reservation so you know you can you can make a conversion. Um, if you're trying for that on Facebook, it's going to come across as very salesy and you're not going to get much engagement and it's not going to be meant for what it was intended for. And even further, your audience isn't going to intend to directly buy from Facebook. Um, one thing that we know about our audience is you don't want to confuse them because more confusion just, you know, they stop engaging. So I would say if someone could, they should probably have a website um, and use Facebook for what it was intended for, which is social engagement. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I'm glad I'm glad you, you gave that answer because I get confused if I go if I go to a Facebook page and find that that they use that they're trying to use it as a website, trying to circumvent the actual chore, I suppose, of of and, and expense of creating a website. Um, so just coming 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 back to that, um, perhaps the majority of our listeners are independent owners. Um, rather than property managers. I mean, I expect most property managers do have their own website, whether it's good or whether it's bad, they have a presence on the web. However, a lot of new entrants coming in as, uh, as independent owners feel that a listing is, is sufficient. Now, with, this, with the state of, of, of the competition in the market now, how, how, how much do you, do you feel that these independent owners should start with a good website? Well, I think that it's important because um, one, a couple of reasons. One, you know, Facebook does have a lot of uh, scams or things that are out there, different pages that, you know, there's not always good people in the world. So that might be one of the things for that aspect. Two, I think also a website is going to allow them to just to have that tracking, to have the ability to um, you know, to actually put all their information out there that they want their potential guests to be able to see and it not be a post that they have to find down the page or in a photo at a different time. And again, it's just the professionalism of it. It's going to let them see that they are a growing business or even if it's just a singular property, it's going to just, again, just put off the the look and the feel that you want your guests to be able to have in renting that property from you. Yeah, it comes down to branding too, doesn't it? It's, it's exactly so, so that people begin to recognize um, who you are. It, exactly, it kind of gets back to what you said a minute ago. You know, most people start off with one property and then they grow into a second property, and then they have a neighbor who wants them to handle their property man or rentals, and and then before you know it, you've got this business. Well, if you have a website that you're able to continue to add properties to and add information to, that's going to end up being a a bigger benefit for you in the long long run versus a Facebook page where you're just adding photos of information. Yeah. And, uh, and we, we know that, you know, so, you know, everybody's using listing sites of some sort. They're on Airbnb, they're on HomeAway, VRBO, TripAdvisor, whatever they're, they're using. It really isn't sufficient anymore um, to, to, to just do that. Um, I, 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 in the introduction, I, I talked about um, 
being a vacation rental professional rather than just simply an owner and and as, as that being the way to succeed in this industry and to differentiate uh, from the competition and um, you know a successful business a successful prof- vacation rental professional to me is one that has all these things in place it has a has a, a robust marketing strategy I'm sure you'll agree with that 100% I would say you're exactly right it's uh, uh, definitely comes down to having all those those things in place you can look professional you can really start to build your brand yeah. so so, so is there anything else you want to um, to add to this mix to to help people out when they're looking at, um, at, at organizing um, their social media strategy at the outset? Yeah, the one thing that I've heard from uh, a lot of people is that it becomes very intimidating to um, to think about posting every day and to look at all the insights and oh my gosh, I've got to manage all of these different social platforms and all these different things, um, you know, it, it's really not as, as bad as people think it is. Um, really, it just takes about, you know, maybe 30 minutes to an hour a week to sit down and what's going to help that and take that stress away is to really have a strategy in place um, and a goal in mind of what you want to accomplish. And once you have that, everything will just start to fall in place. And, uh, you know, an hour a week and before you know it, you've got, you know, 30,000 fans on Facebook and everyone's loving your content. So and I think it goes back to, you know, because um, definitely the presentations I've done, um, being overwhelmed is the number one item or just time that vacation rental owners come and talk to me about. And, you know, the way I look at it, too, is exactly how David said it. Is, you know, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? And so it's just don't let the overwhelming uh, vast options of social media overwhelm you instead just think okay first I'm going to focus on Facebook this is what I need to do with it I'm going to set up my schedule for my post I'm going to set up a content calendar of the items I would like to post because again that's going to be kind of your to-do list you'll have it already ready each month and then that point then you can take your next step okay now I would like to get into Instagram or Pinterest and then that way it's a smaller task that you're looking at rather than this great big elephant. Yes, I, I agree wholeheartedly because I've, as I say, I've, I've been there and down that rabbit hole and, and then you just find yourself um, with, um, what do they call it? Analysis paralysis. Um, <laughs> yeah, now, paralysis from over-analysis. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm very aware of that and I know many, many people are. So, so thank you so much for, for sharing sharing these insights into into social media i think for for anybody who is out there just starting out or thinking well now you know i've listed my properties i've um i'm thinking about a website but let's get this um this social media um strategy going i think you've given them a lot of great insights into how they do that so thank you so much for 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 joining me and sharing that Thank you so much for having us. And again, you know, we're definitely here to help with any questions anyone might have or any direction they might need to be uh, pointed into. <laughs> well, I'll be putting so much. I'll be putting all your details on in the show notes. So if anybody wants to ask either April or David a question on social media, um, please go along to the show notes and write your comment. And um, I will direct that comment to um, to one or both of them and somebody will come back to you. So it's been an absolute pleasure talking with you and uh, I will see you again, um, April. And I hope to, uh, you know, at at another VRMA conference 
if it's uh, maybe it'll be just be Orlando next October. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, um, and I hope to get to uh, meet you too, David, at some time. Yes, definitely. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. Well, I hope that's given you a few insights into how to get started with a social media strategy. It certainly has has me because I know I've been flitting about from Facebook to Pinterest to Instagram and then always back to Twitter. But Twitter, in fact, is, is, a, is a platform that I use to engage a lot with travel writers and bloggers and people who can go and share information. Not necess- I, d- I do not use Twitter for... Um, for trying to sell my properties. It's just, you know, it's, there's a lot of self-serving stuff out there and people just ignore it. Um, if you're on Twitter, it's, it's, th- that is definitely about social engagement and far less about, you know, much anything to do with, with your business or your property. So I'll be putting all the information that we, we talked about on, on the show notes and, you know, I'm going to be checking out things like insights in um, Facebook and other aspects that David and April shared because there was a lot in that interview that I I wasn't quite I wasn't really aware of. So, so whatever I have, whatever I, I I can dig up, I will put in the show notes. So please comment if you'd if you'd like to, if you want to get in touch with me. Personally, of course, you can at heather at cottageblogger.com. As always, I love to hear from you and I love to hear any um, comments that you have about the podcast, about um, any interviews you'd like me to do or any topics that you'd like me to cover. So just thank you once again. As as I've been sitting here, the snow is coming down heavier and heavier. I'm going to go out and fire up the snowblower. And, uh, and spend an hour out, I'll take the dogs. They can run around and pretend they're going for a walk. So thank you for joining me once again. And I'll look forward to being with you again next week. This episode of Vacation Rental Success is over. But don't worry, Heather will be back soon. Want more great resources? Visit cottageblogger.com for tips, tricks, downloads, and strategies to help you achieve profit from your vacation rental business.